0: Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people and love life and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. This morning I will be starting a series on I'm tenacious. And as you can see here that's probably a good picture of that, right? Anybody ever you have a dog and play, you know, you pool with that dog? I learned this a long time ago. Uh, we we used to raise Irish setters. And the Irish setter that we we bought when I was when I was younger was a dog that was a champion breed line dog from Chandler. And we went to go pick up that dog and bring it home, the puppy. And uh, her name was Irish Solheim's Irish Brandy. So we called her Brandy, but that was her, you know, official um, AKC name. So she had this this awesome bloodline, and we we got her for I think it was like a hundred bucks. But she was that puppy, that litter was eight hundred to a thousand each. But my dad worked with the guy that had these puppies, so he said, "I will give you one for a hundred bucks." So we got Brandy, and she was the the runt of the litter actually. So she was the smallest one, but um, he he brought the dog over and he started explaining things that we needed to know about, you know, the Irish Setter and, and you know dogs in general. And I remember him telling us, and he was telling me, and and I was I was I was about six years old. It was six or seven, and I remember him telling me, telling me that when we start playing tug of war, you know, as a puppy, she's going to want to grab hold of him. She's going to pull on it and pull on it. And he said, what I want you to do is, he says, no matter how cute it is and how funny he goes, he said, I don't want you to let her win. No matter what, don't let her win. And I was like, you know, I didn't know, I understand, but he's talking to my mom and dad as well. And he's saying, she's a dog, an animal, and she has a pack mentality. And what you have to understand is, is you think this is just playtime but the truth of the matter is, is, she's determining where you are and where she is in her pack, in her family. And, and so I learned that. And we have a, um, a lab, a golden lab. And when we got her as a puppy, what I did is I'd play tug-of-war and she would never win. I would never let her win. She'd have to let go and I'd throw it. But I would never let her win. Daniel would play with her too, and sometimes he'd win, sometimes she'd win. But he was, he was young, and, and he'd hold on as tight as he can, and, and a lot of times, you know, it was an even match. Matthew let go instantly. He, it just, she won all the time. Now, th- pay attention. Now, listen to this. She's now older. She got older, and I can tell you exactly how she operates. With me, she will never get in front of me. She will always either walk beside me or behind me. She will always submit to me in a place where I'm the leader. Daniel is her buddy. They're in unison, they're together. And in their relationship is she is one with him. In other words, there's not, she's respectful, but she also understands that we're equal. Matthew disrespects him. jumps on him. But she she won't jump on Daniel sometimes. But based upon their relationship, me, she won't lift herself up. If she gets excited, it won't be next to me. It'll be, I ain't messing with him because he is the boss. He's the leader. And it all started because of the fun times of tug of war. But I remember her attitude in each one of our times of playing. And that was is she was tenacious and she wasn't gonna give up. She continued to fight, continued to fight, and continued to fight. And there would be times when she'd start that little puppy growl. You ever hear that? The, rrr, 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 and I just made him growl more. I loved it. But the thing is, is that's a picture of getting a hold of something and being defined by are you gonna let go or are you gonna hold on? And based upon that relationship, she determined how she connects with each other. I mean, right now, Matthew's 13. I mean, he's, he's not a little kid anymore, but when he walks out there, she jumps on him, she's always getting in front of him, and Maddie's like, you know, getting out of the way. And again, it's all based upon that beginning process of training. Where does she fit in? Where do we fit in? Pastor Lau, she's just confused with. She doesn't know what to do. <laughs> but the point is, is this. When I was looking, as I was watching her and watching how she operated, just processing this, I realized that when you look at life and you start determining why is it that I do automatically quit? Why is it that I I do have issues with change? Why is it that when I really look at myself, I I don't see myself as being able to accomplish it. I almost always defeat myself up here as I'm not even going to try. Why is that? Why do we become this way? And, and what I wanna do is I wanna bring forth the word of God and get you to understand in this word, in the truth of God's word, he's giving us information to make us become who we truly are, to make us become who we truly are. And you can never find out your full potential until you start conforming to this information it's the only time you're ever going to realize who you really are right now you might define yourself i mean not might you define yourself based upon your past life because that's how you became who you are you all know you weren't brought up in perfect homes you weren't brought up in this loving caring god-fearing you know understanding truth home we are brought up in homes that had all kinds of issues. Isn't this true? Come on, even if your parents are Christians. Isn't it true? Right, no perfect people. But the point is, is, listen, that's affected us and that's created who we are today. And you have to understand that and realize that. But understand this, the creation of who you are is based upon information, the information received and the information acted upon. So if that was something that was unchangeable, which it isn't because God says it isn't, if it was something unchangeable, then that means in life in general, it's impossible to change. But we all know, we all look at each other and go, well, that's not true. Everybody can change. Exactly. That's the way you need to look at life. You need to realize that all it takes is receiving a new information, putting new information. It creates a a new destiny or direction for your life. Destiny and direction on what? In different things, how you operate, how you work, how you perceive things. Why? Because knowledge is received, operated, and expands your vision, expands your ability. Um, Matthew, uh, my my youngest son, he's different than Daniel. Daniel will do new things and, like, let's go for it. Boom. It's like no sense, you know, I, I, am I supposed to be afraid of this? It, that's not in him. Matthew, on the hand, other hand, is a person that looks and goes, no, I'm not going to. And it's not that he is fearful or, or so worried that he is a person that is slow to get hold of something at first. But once he gets hold of that thing, you can't get him off it. But it takes him time to be able to do that. So it took him time to get on roller coasters. But once he got on the roller coaster and realized, oh, it's no big deal, he started enjoying it. But the bigger the roller coaster, the longer time it takes him. But we've learned also that Matthew has the ability to change with a bribe. I don't care how big the roller coaster is, you start throwing cash in front of that boy, there ain't no fear here, but, but that's the job of a parent, right, we have to become wiser than our children, and so we learned that about Matthew, and Daniel's like going, well, dude, I'm just gonna, oh, I don't want to go, Papa, no, that don't work that way, but it's funny, because you know, he'd, he'd be raking in cash, now we know about Maddie, though, now we know, because we're not going to be doing that anymore, I'm just gonna get on the ride, I ain't giving you no money, get on the ride, <laughs> Cause you know now he's like going, I can make some money here at Walt Disney World. I can make some money here, you know. So I I, I now realize that no, we ain't, we ain't doing that anymore. That was before. This is now. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. But the key is, is what do we do? We look at our lives and we think, okay, I have issues. I have problems. I'm not able to. I am here. I am here. This is my purpose. My calling is to get you out of who you think you are into who you truly are. That is my destiny. I have seen so many people come here to Love Life, timid, fearful, worried, not a, not have the ability to communicate to others or to be with, uh, 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 have a, have an attitude of of strength and courage, but more timid. And get around this word, get around this information, get around the people here. And all of a sudden, that timid, concerned person now is forceful and strong and powerful. What happened? Something magical? God just said, I'll change you now. No, they started receiving this and believing it. They started hearing not, I can never do it, but I can do it. I can do it. And 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 started doing this, why not me, why not me, is God a respecter of persons, no, does God see that person better, no, and that's when you start realizing, wait a minute, I've been robbing myself, robbing myself of even a greater life because of my past, because of how I've seen myself, because how I was trained, I have bad relationship problems. Why? Because of my relationship in my past. I have bad work ethics. Why? Because of my relationship on my past. And so we go through life experiencing the negative because of the negatives, but the assumption is that this is the way it is. This is who I am. I hear it over and over from people that really don't know this information. But if you just allow this word to enter in, It will give you, and I'm gonna throw this in there because it's important the opportunity. I will not say it will change you because that is not true. I know Christians have been in church for 20, 30 years and don't change. They're very religious, they have all the actions, but they don't change. It's love that. I love that understanding because what that means is there is no one that's, that's better than me. There is no one that, that's arrived and greater. It's my choice. What do I want to do with my life? And I choose to grow. I choose to learn. I am a, I'm a testimony of this before you every single time I get up here. Why? Because I don't come up here with an attitude I've got at all. I don't need to know anything. I make it known that this stuff spanks me, this stuff changes me, this stuff transforms me, and I've read it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, I can't count how many times I've gone through these scriptures, not in the, not in the position of I read the Bible a lot, in the position of study, studying scripture, teaching these things, teaching these truths, it's one Bible, there isn't new Bibles I get to go to, I have to go through the information here, but it transforms. It changes because it's living word, and that's what's so awesome about this. That's how you have to look at this life. You have to come in here recognizing, I'm about ready to get some change today. I'm about ready to come in and leave not the same. Every one of you, it doesn't matter how Long you've been coming or how short you've been coming. It matters about your attitude and do you have ears to hear? Are you wanting this? It'll make you the better, fill in the blank. It'll make you a better, fill in the blank. Wife, husband, parent, boss, employee, employer. It'll make you the better everything. Start throwing in what type of job you do. It'll make you a better nurse, doctor, accountant. It'll make you better garbage man, uh, ice cream, whatever. It, it'll make you the better whatever. It will do that. But it's up to you. Are you wanting to get, get this new life in front of you or you just want to go around the revolving door like most everybody else, the revolving door of life. where Nothing changed. Everything stays the same, but we still complain. We still throw fits. We still argue. We still, ah, but we're just doing this. And this is how our life is. We just go around in a circle. I don't want to get, I can't stand this. I don't want this. Oh, this is terrible. This is a terrible person. Terrible marriage. Terrible. It's just so terrible, terrible, terrible. And this is what we're doing in life. Who I'm dizzy. I'm not good with circle rides. So right now, I could just throw up. <laughs> so the key is, is we're going to learn some principles about tenacity. And I guarantee you, this stuff is going to impact and change your life because it's already been impacting, changing my life, right? So let me get to the notes. All right, Galatians 6, 9, we'll start there. And let us not grow weary, everybody say grow weary. Grow weary. It didn't didn't say, let us not be weary, right? It said, let's not grow weary. Is growing a process. Does growing have a time process? This is about life right now. This scripture right here is about life. Let us not grow weary in marriage. Let's not grow weary in financial problems. Let's not grow weary in parenting. Let's not grow weary, and do you hear what I'm saying? Let's not grow weary, fill in the blank, that in life. Let's not grow weary now, here it says, let's not grow weary while what? Doing good. Is good translated perfect? No. Good's not translated perfect, so that means good is what? It's a choice made. That would be what? Good in Greek and Hebrew literally means that it is beneficial in everything it's involved with. It's Beneficial in everything that's involved with. Good. Beneficial in everything it's involved with. Don't grow weary in being beneficial in fill in the blank. Now, what does that mean? It means if I'm making a choice to be a better person, if I'm making a choice to be a better husband, nowhere in Scripture says because you made that choice. Everything is gonna be perfect. Everything is gonna be all right. There's gonna be no more problems in life because you've entered into the realm of everything's great. And we know that's not true, right? We also know that when we move into better in life, it has a tendency to bring more challenges, more pressures, Because the enemy doesn't want you to move forward, he wants you to move backwards. He wants you to become still in life. He doesn't want you to to live life, he wants you to exist in life. Every challenge you have, every challenge you come across in your life, it can be as small as a cold. It can be an issue in your work, driving, it, it, whatever it is, there's going to be challenges to try to get you off track of living life. And any challenge, any pressure, anything that you're dealing with, be it small or large, is for the same purpose, and that is to say it's time to stop. That's why it's so important for us to n- understand First and foremost, where God says in his word, encourage one another daily. Why does he tell us to do that? Encourage one another daily. Because you know and I know that encouragement blesses you. It builds you. I was talking to a couple guys um, yesterday. And we were talking about encouragement, all right? In the area of encouragement, we were looking at in the picture of the natural world, all right, and as I was hearing a story of, but he's telling me about how his job operates in a specific way that they just started of recognizing an employee that week. And when the leadership gets together, the first thing they do is is they all determine a certain person that they're around and recognize that person. And once that person's recognized, they then tell one another, let them know how proud you are of them. And I thought, how awesome is that? Because he shared a story of that happening and he saw how the guy's attitude changed, his whole, his whole countenance changed, and he really got pumped up. Because why, because it's not normal in this day and age. In this day and age, we're more quick to find something negative, we're more quick to be negative, we're more quick to believe the evil over the good, in this day and age. And then when someone's talking good about someone, it's like, oh my gosh, this is foreign. Then we're not used to this. And God's word said, does God know his creation, right? He created us, he said us, he told us to do something tied to the understanding of who we are as human beings. Our DNA, who we are, demands encouragement. I know this and I understand this, I see it in the Word, but it's so hard to process it because years and years of not doing it, years and years of not having it, even though I know it's in the Bible, I'm not going to automatically do it. Even in my heart or if my mind is going in encouraging thought or attitude, a lot of times we won't do it. There have been many times I've been with my, with my wife and just doing things, and I think, oh, that, you know, that's so awesome of her. And, and that's so good. And not say it, but just thinking it and almost like the assumption she already knows it. That the moment you say something that encourages, all of a sudden you see them perk up. And you think, why won't you just continue to do it? And that's what I'm saying. Why won't we do that when we think it? Or why don't we start consciously making ourselves be committed to encourage people daily? Now, how do we start? Just going on saying good things about everybody? No, they're gonna like, get away from me. I don't trust you anymore. That you're gonna freak people out. But what I want you to do is I want you to do this. I want you to make a commitment that each day, one person, preferably closest to you, you're going to give an encouragement, a word of encouragement, all right? Please, guys, Don't let it just be about the awesome enchilada she just made, all right? Do something different than that one. That's an easy one. Most, you know, if your wife is the one who cooks most of the time, I cook a lot too, and I like a lot of props when I'm doing the grill stuff. Usually I do, not necessarily because it's encouragement, because it's true, I'm all that on the grill. Anyway, (laughs) you know what, you say it, it don't matter, I know it. I'm good with that grill. (laughs) But anyway, it's always good to hear, you know, that's the greatest, and that's so good. And, you know, I'm taking it in, and it's a good thing to hear. But I also know it, too. But anyway, let's move on. So Galatians says that this is something we have to do. We have to not grow weary, become weary in doing what's right. Because, and this is what I love about God's word, it never talks about doing something correct, doing something right with no benefit with it. Everything in the kingdom's tied to there's going to be a benefit. Religious people hate this type of message because they go straight to man's nature and go, well, then you're doing it because of something. And you know what the truth is? Yes, I am. And that is the natural principle of common sense on this planet, and no one questions us. Could you imagine, they they, plant, they like to plant alfalfa, they planted a different crop down the street recently, uh, the one that looks like corn, but it's not corn. I don't, I don't know what that is, it's, but it's for feed. It's for, it's for animals, but it's not corn. It would be cool if it was corn, but man, that was all over the place. But could you imagine, and the farmer's out there, and he's planting a seed with his you know, tractor. And I pull up and go, hey, Mr. Farmer, how's it going today? He goes, going good. What you need, boy? Farmers. You know, farmers all talk that way. And, and I say, what are you doing out there? He goes, I'm planting alfalfa. I go, why? Well, because I want to harvest alfalfa. And then being the godly spiritual man I am, I would say, that's terrible selfish of you. Why would you want to plant and expect alfalfa? You are so self-centered, so selfish, and y'all would go, that is the dumbest thing I ever would say. Guess what? Welcome to Christianity. Because that's exactly what most Christians do. You shouldn't give the one. So- I shouldn't? Okay, excuse me. So God says give, and it shall be given, multiplied back to you. So I should just always deny God's word except for a portion of it because I'm a good Christian. You guys see what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous. Can you imagine living life with, you know what, you're working a job, and and the boss goes, you know, if you do good, and you continue to do good, Good job. And you're like, "What?" No, you're you're that's awesome. You're you're putting in more hours, more time. You you're 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 doing awesome. And you're like going, "And? Good job." Yeah, but shouldn't I, you self-centered, selfish employee? I'm doing I'm doing good. You just said and I'm bringing increase and I'm causing increase for your company. Yes. That's true. Well, shouldn't I be benefit? That's self-seash of you. How long are you gonna work there? But you know what? That's too common sense. Because once we become Christians, see how disgusting this is? I'm telling you, religion is the robber of life. And Christians that are hearing my words, you need to look at the life of Jesus and look at who attacked and destroyed him for what he taught. And it wasn't the tax collector. It wasn't the prostitute. It wasn't the drug gang the gang bangers. It wasn't the drug dealers. It wasn't anybody but the religious one, the religious people. Never forget that. Everything about the kingdom of God. Call on the name of the Lord. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. No. And you'll be saved with an abundant life Of expectation. It's tough when you bring the Bible and start opening up and showing the truth of it because what happens, most Christians are unlearned concerning truth. And so they're easily manipulated by false teaching, goofy teaching, doctrines that don't line up with scripture. And so it lines up more with, sounds good. It's more lined up to the way I feel And that's how a lot of people teach, a lot of people preach. But the key is, is if you don't understand it, don't understand it, but don't try to manipulate it to your understanding. It's your responsibility to grow toward it, not it to bend to you. Amen. You're going to hear a lot of things that you might not be getting right now. Chill, don't worry about it. This might not be the time for you right now because you're building. You might be working on, you know, multiplication right now. You just came out of division and subtraction. You're owning that. But now multiplication, what's going on now? It's taking a little time, but there's nothing wrong with that. And if I start throwing down algebra, you're going to choke on it. And what do we do in the spiritual realm? We go, I don't agree with that. Why? Why? Because I just don't <coughs> choke, choke, choke. Because you don't understand it. Allow it to process. I know how it feels to get information that's contrary to what you already knew. As a Christian, I went two years of Bible college. It really messed me up, by the way. But in, it, I mean, there were some benefits. I won't lie. There were some, I, I, w- I had a great Hebrew class, a great Greek class, um, uh, uh, homiletics, hermeneutics was very good for me, but most of the other cor- courses don't could not do anything for me for ministry at all. But there were a few that helped me understand you know the languages and how to break down uh, different words to get the understanding of the original to present for us today. because translation, First of all, isn't God breathed? The original is. Translation is a definition of a word for the purpose of reading it. But it's not necessarily the correct picture of that word that we need. So it's helped me a lot. So I'm not saying that two years was a waste, but I'm saying it didn't amount to what it costs. I'll tell you that right now. But anyway, the point is, is this. I have this life of process to where I had these foundations that I believed to be true because I didn't have anything else before me. But then when I moved into a different uh, uh, atmosphere of understanding specifically of my new creation, who I am, my new identity, my ability to perceive scripture based upon the Paul's, Paul's writings and revelations, which mainly are tied to me becoming this, this new being. And all, I had not have that teaching for years, nothing. And then when I entered into it, I challenged it. But you know what my challenge was with, with my thoughts. It had no biblical backing, which is ridiculous. Because if you're challenging without fact, you're a fool. And I was a fool. And I would challenge. I remember challenging here, challenging here. Not I. I, I was. I've never been a gossiper. That's something I just. I, I've never been that person. I've never been a person that just wants to walk around and let's talk trash about someone. I'm not that, I'm, I'm usually, not usually, I've been the guy that always is gonna stick up for the underdog, the person that's hurting the most, the person that won't get picked. I would be first picked or the captain. I'm just telling you the truth, I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you the truth, and I would always pick the person that never would get picked. I had friends that no one liked, because no one would pick them they were they were terrible and we would lose games because of them but I just couldn't see them be in that position where I'd get first picked and I remember watching them not be picked and people go "Well, do you just take him too and it, I just couldn't stand that I hated that but I've been that way my whole life and I'm training my boys to be that way as well I don't want us to be that way. We're, we're not gonna be the bullies. We're not gonna be the ones that we wanna click and we're the cool ones. We, don't, we won't do that. But I remember speaking this and thinking this and then my heart has always stirred me in the right direction, always. No matter what I go through, where I'm at, my heart always takes me to the place where I need to go and that is God knows my heart and I tell him my heart all the time and I'll do and I'll be anything right now what you want me to do and what you want me to be. And so I'm correctable. And because of that, I will hear, I will hear God say, that's wrong. In the midst of me knowing it, and then I'll stop myself because I feel that. And then I'll start hearing me say that, and then I'll look at the person that's saying it and go, you don't have no fruit like him. How can you judge them just based upon that? And I'd stop myself. Second thing I would do is this. What knowledge do you have, truth, that counters the information you're receiving? And guess what? I didn't have any. Those two areas stopped me every time and gave me the ability to start learning to grow that direction. It is a, it, it's it's a natural action of the flesh to challenge truth. It doesn't matter if you've been in church or not. The natural action of the flesh, the nature of man, is the challenge. I don't agree. Oh, how come? I, I mean, you know, how much knowledge you have the Word of God? Oh, I just got saved last week. <laughs> what? Then how can, you, how can you not agree? And see, that's what I mean. We, it's an automatic thing. Especially people that, again, they've already been churched and they've got so much different stuff in them, it becomes very difficult until they take control and realize the challenges that will pop up in their heads. I always tell myself, and I always tell those that want to learn to go to that next level, always check you. Never check others, check you first. Do you have the fruit above the person you're listening to, and majority of the time, no way in the world, And secondly, what is the knowledge and truth, understanding you have that makes you disregard what you're hearing and most people can't back up what they believe. They just believe that way. And that's what will rob you of growth. So we have to learn those two principles. Get those two principles and it'll help you in life. But again, our nature, the nature of our lives is to quit I mean, this is, this is proven statistically. This is what people do. Even though we want change to be better, even though we want to have a better life, even when we know that quitting this is going to benefit us, doing this is going to help us, starting this is going to get us healthier, whatever, even though we know this, majority of everybody will not continue on. They'll quit. That is the nature of man. That is the nature of humankind. That's who we are. If we don't put our foot down, and press toward what's right. We gotta make the right decisions. If you don't, you're gonna follow the direction of what I'm talking about, what everybody does, and you're gonna exist in life. It's time for you to rise up. It's time to get hold of that that, that little pool toy and not let go. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you no matter who you are, where you're at in life, how you see yourself, I'm going to help you become the most tenacious child of God on this planet. You know why? Because not only is this tenacious attitude so important and and it's so, so mandatory for success, but you need to also understand that to be tenacious, you need someone else helping you. It, you can't do it alone. You need someone else. And, and just like I was talking about, and what he was talking about in his work, what it does is it builds and starts promoting everybody. Everybody starts changing their attitude. People start feeling and experiencing. The ones on the outside are looking at the change because of what's happening, and all of a sudden they're like going, "I want that too. I want that too." And what happens is all of a sudden we start seeing a change, a transformation. We all love someone to come alongside us and go, you can do it, you can do it. When you look at life in general, you look at any type of sport, any type of athletics, even if it's a single person game, like golf or or tennis or something like that, encouragement is mandatory for success. If they don't have someone on the sidelines, if they don't have someone next to them going, you can do this, easy shot, you got this. Being alone will never produce success. We need one another. We need it. And I'm just gonna go on, I'm I'm gonna go on a commitment to be more encouraging, more building than ever before. Why not? It's God's word. Can you imagine when we start doing this one another? Can you imagine our marriages? See, this, this is what we have to be careful of. Be careful of the dangers of your past. And the dangers of your past in the area of encouragement will be this. You're just encouraging me because you were told to. I'm telling you right now, that's what happens. See, you have to recognize who you are. You're not a monkey. You're not an animal. You're a human being. Everything in our lives is tied to the process of being robotic. Everything no child learns like this because they're supposed to learn every child learns because of obedience to what they're told everybody everybody learns based upon that and once you get to a place of maturity you're then able to branch off and start doing it on your own but we still need what instruction you're not you're not writing your own calculus book to learn calculus you're what learning from someone else's writing this is who we are as people we must we have to have that input, but also recognize that the beginning of the input doesn't start right away. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I like playing video games, and in the video games with my boys, there are things that I'm learning and things that I'm doing that I'm robotic on until I get second nature on. They have things that um, are these special tasks, these special things that come, up, come into the game You know, like every three months or so. There's specific things that, uh, that are brand new. And once you start it, it's like the hardest thing in the world. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's just so hard. and so difficult. And you've got to figure out this and figure out that. And you've got to be able to do this. And, and you can feel the stress and the tense in this game. It's like, oh, my gosh. And, and, but back here, in here, I already know I've felt that many other times. And not only have I learned, but I own those games now. But it doesn't matter. It's new. And I'm like going, oh, this is so hard. But I know after a while, after my guy becomes stronger, more powerful, a higher level in the game, pretty soon I'm going to run through that game. And then I'm going to help other people that haven't done it before, which I love to do, and say, here, I'll show you how to do it. But I know how hard it is at the beginning. So we're going to do the same thing. You're going to encourage and build. And the thoughts might be, well, you're just doing that because we're told to do that. Well, isn't the Bible telling us to do that? Well, then how about we do this? Start saying this. You're just telling me that because God told you. Whoops. Can't argue with that point. Exactly. Let's do that. That shuts everybody up. When it comes to understanding Scripture, We have to pay attention to how Jesus taught and when he presented spiritual truths that were very, 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 very important to grasp hold of, usually tied to the kingdom of God. In other words, how does God operate? He always talked a story, always. He didn't bring this spiritual revelation. He would say, hmm, how can I break this down for you guys? Okay, foundation, foundation guy's ready to build a house. And they're like going, okay, a wise man, a successful man is going to find the right area and dig down to a strong foundation. And then he's going to build his house on that foundation. And all the guys are going, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I had had an uncle, he built it, you know, what foundation was it? Tear, he just fell down. Uh, yeah, I got it. Jesus, that's cool. It's got to be on that right foundation. Yeah. And Jesus goes, that's right, isn't it, guys? Yeah. And then he says, a, a non-wise guy, a real stupid guy, he's going to throw a foundation right on sand. He just wants to get it up. Throws a foundation of sand. He builds a house. They both build houses. And what else happens? Wind, storm, rain, flood. On both houses. Huh? Exactly. Life is understanding that storms are going to come. Because that's what he said. But also the understanding is this. The foundation of what you know is the key to success or failure. Not about the building. And that's what we judge on. We are so engaged in the building that we produce more failure than success instead of looking at the thing that's the most important, that's foundation. How do I help people get change in their lives in marriages? I don't talk the house and everybody wants to talk the house. Most marriage counseling sessions start this way. Tell me what you don't like about your husband. So you're gonna spend an hour listening to this. Tell me what you don't like about your wife. You're going to spend half an hour of why she's saying these things that you didn't even know. And then you're going to start making up other ones to, to, to overpower the ones that she said. Because that's just the way things go. So we're going to spend two hours of nonsense. I don't do that. Because I could care less about the house. I want to know what you know. And you know what I find out all the time? Nothing. And we're expecting to have a perfect house, marriage, and we don't have a foundation understanding. How stupid is that exactly? But since it's the Bible, that's just religious. It's the concept of understanding true life. And once you as a believer in Jesus start connecting with this, you'll realize this ain't about religion, this ain't about Sunday, it ain't about church, it ain't about Christian t-shirts, it's not about putting a fish on your business card, it's about living life correctly. That's what this word is about, and that's what transforms lives. It's getting to understand I got to get to the foundation of why I am so screwed up and how I see or perceive life. I got to look at the foundation of why I can't believe in change, why I can't see myself changing, why I can't believe for better. I've got to look at the foundation, and once I start looking at the foundation, realizing I need to fix the foundation, it's not based upon one area. It's based upon whatever area that house is being built in, in your life right now. What is it that you're having pain in? What is it that you're having issues in? The foundation needs to be fixed, sister. The foundation needs, needs to be taken care of. Quit looking at the house. Oh, the window's crooked. The door's not closing correctly. And they're this way, and I'm this way, and point, point, point. Look at the foundation, because the storms of life are gonna come. You're gonna have pressures. They're going to be in your life. But until you deal with the foundation, you will never be able to stand. It ain't gonna happen. It's time to recognize that truth and put the truth to work. I just went all out 100% and you right? Like going, you got to bring some more love in this house. I am a human being. I like to have props sometimes. You go, pastor. You go, pastor. <laughs> Caramba. Listen. We want this. This is what we want but i'm going to tell you what we're going to do today. i'm going to start message number 2. all right. No, we got to be builders. if we're going to get to the place of understanding where we need to be, we got to start building this. okay? I, this is what i know. the foundation is very difficult if i'm going to be tearing down the house. and we're all, we're all guilty of this. We're all quick to make a mistake, blow it. And then we start tearing down the walls. You know, I, I just do this and I always do this. And we start messing with the house. We got to get to the foundation. The foundation is where God's word needs to be the, the key to our lives. And what the foundation does, it's, it starts dictating to the house. See, when I start looking at, you know, oh gosh, I, I, I keep screwing up and the foundation will cry out and say, no, you can overcome. Because the foundation's real and it's built on this truth, the rock is truth, because Jesus said to Peter, build this house, build your life on this rock, on this rock, and the gates of hell won't prevail. He was saying, build your life on this truth. This truth will give you the ability to stand up against anything the enemy comes at you with. So beautiful. And so, what the information is, God's saying, listen, you, this is we're gonna deal with issues, we're gonna deal with pain, we're gonna deal with hurt, we're gonna deal with we're gonna deal with things we don't even have answers for. This is what life does, and we're either gonna succumb to our emotions equated to our past, or we're gonna build information from God's word in our lives in a way where we start building a house upon. And it becomes really sturdy in life. And see, before in the marriage, we'd be going, ah, I hate you. Let's divorce. Ah, we're going to leave. Because that's usually the language, common language in relationships. I'm going to tell you right now, you better curse that ugly seed. And you better promise, swear, make an oath, covenant, that that word doesn't come out of your mouth again. If you're married, don't you ever bring that word out there i telling you right now, if you are, you are heading down a pathway. I don't care what you try to do. I don't care how many marriage conferences you go to. Ain't going to work. You better get rid of that word. Get it out. Get communion. Place it before each other. Covenant never. I don't care how mad you get at each other. Call him a stupid head. But don't say, I'm leaving. I'm just being real. You want to have life? this is how you have life cuz i'm going to tell you right now we all stupid heads and we're going to keep doing do, doing stupid head but running and quitting and divorce and making comments like that will never ever produce that threat will never produce life it is anti god i don't doubt there's a lot of guilty people in here right now so what do we do with that we condemn ourselves or do we realize what truth is? And truth is this. All right, I hear you. I'm not gonna do that again. And so what you do is you take communion together. I think communion is powerful. And it is a covenant. And you take communion. Get your little apple juice, your little cracker, whatever you want, bread, I don't care. It represents, it doesn't have to be blood and wine. Or Jerusalem, Jerusalem low fat manna, get a pretzel, I don't care. It doesn't matter, I'm telling you right now, people freak out over this. I mean, it's just ridiculous, but anyway, take communion and say, this won't come out of our mouths. We curse those words that gone forth, they will not produce life, and this point on, we will do what we can, never to have it come out of our mouths, and we ask God to help you, help us, and you take communion. And then you move on from that point. And I'm not going to say everything's going to be better at that point. I'm going to say you're going to make sure you ain't going to say that word. It might come out. Right? But I'm I'm telling you, off second thoughts. That's the key to success. The second thought is the victory. You don't get it. It, It's not having the second thought that makes you go, blah. All right? That's a freebie, okay? It's just not a part of the message. It's for anybody that needed it. But let's build the foundation in encouraging one another daily. Let's start with ourselves. Get up in the morning and say, good morning, good looking. I don't care what you need to do. Do not let it be, oh my gosh. I need you to get up. You know why? Because listen, if Jesus is standing for you, he's going to look at that mirror and he's going to go, I'd die for that. So that makes you awesome, right? Amen. I'm telling you right now, if, if he can look at you and go, I'd die for that, then I can walk around going, hey, what's up? I mean, my value just escalated, you know, it, it's, it's, it's priceless, because how do you put a price on Jesus's work? You can't. So you actually are walking around person that is all that and some. That's who you are. You just don't know it yet. We need to start telling ourselves, not pridefully, but what God said. Get up every morning. I am loved. God loves me. I'm his child. He believes in me. And I'm going to accomplish good things today because of that. I recognize that love. I recognize his desires for my life. I don't live a religious life. I live life. And I'm free in this life. And you talk this way about yourself. Man, yesterday I was saying, I don't know if I can do that. You know what? I can do that. And I'm going to expect myself to be able to do that. And you recognize what is the picture of life. You're going to stumble. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail a test. But as long as you keep going forward, you're always going to have the opportunity to succeed. That's how we live life. Secondly, we encourage someone else. So what I want you to do every day, from this day forward, every day, you're going to encourage someone. Hopefully, it's someone close to you, i.e. husband or wife, children, but at least once a day. This is simple. I'm not making it hard. 398 times make sure. No at least once a day, and what you're going to do is you're going to create an atmosphere and an understanding of being a builder. I promise you, as you do this, it won't stop at one. You are going to change the atmosphere of life in your house, in your jobs. You're going to change the atmosphere. When you're around people, I put this to work yesterday because I've studied this stuff, and we were eating at Red Lobster it's crab fest. We just wanted to have crab. It was a messed up day at Red Lobster. They brought my son out stanky crab that was bad. They didn't bring my crab, but brought something totally different that I didn't order. So I had to wait for mine to be redone. Messed up. And this lady is like going, I know in her head she's going, I'm gonna to have to be given free desserts. I'm gonna to have to owe them money. I mean, I know because I know how people usually are. Not one time do we say anything negative. My head is freaking out though. Just saying. I'm just saying I'm I'm human, but I know what I want to do. And what I chose to do is I wanted to make sure that lady understood that we understand mistakes can happen. After the third one, I was ready to cuss her out, but just saying. Did I say cuss? I didn't mean cuss. Yeah, there was a third time. And it was like, uh, that's like the devil going, oh, you want to do that? Watch what I can do. But I just, I, I just stood my ground and I said, you know what? We're, gonna sh- we're just going to be good. And we're just going to make her feel comfortable. And she just loved to be around and just wanted to do everything she could, but kept apologizing, 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 apologizing. And I just told her, don't worry about it. It's all good. We're good. We're enjoying this, you know? And that's what happened. And I know her life was impacted. And before I left, I let her know I'm a pastor. No, I didn't. I didn't do anything. I'd never do that. (laughs) I didn't even say I'm a Christian. But I wanted her to realize, you know what? There are people that aren't, they're not looking to get something free. They're not looking to, you know, attack. And I wanted to leave that attitude. And it was, listen, listen, I'm trying to say this for one reason. Not to say how awesome I was, but to say, it's a battle. Man, I didn't want to give her a tip. I didn't, um, no, my head was going, they don't deserve nothing right now, messing up my crab fest. I don't come to Red Lobster all the time, and here I am. I bring my presence in this place, and you be messing with me. But I didn't do that. I had to fight back, and I kept encouraging. That's not saying I'm perfect. It's saying I fought through what my mind wanted to do. You guys do the same. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.